It's time to take off your clothes, enjoy clothes-free living, and join us for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Welcome to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, the show that celebrates clothes-free living for all. I'm your host, Frank Stone. And I'm your correspondent, Lisa Monroe, and I'll be reporting on all things within the Naturist community, so it's time to get naked and join us. And enjoy clothes-free living on Naked, Nudists, and Naturists. Well, greetings and welcome on in to Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, episode 22 today. Very glad that you are with us. We look forward to this time together all week long. We cannot wait till 6 o'clock a.m. Saturday morning. Eastern Time, because that is when we drop a brand new show. That's right, every single Saturday, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. And if you're listening at 6 a.m., then you're listening with us, because that's when we listen too. So how about that? Uh, clothes free, listening to naked nudists and naturists. Life just does not get any better sometimes, so we're glad you're with us. Glad you listen. The numbers are big, and we appreciate you very much for listening to our show. As you know, as many have pointed out, yeah, we work really hard at this. This is not something we do in our sleep or between breaks of doing other things and give it a half effort. We go full bore and we try to give you news and information and entertainment and make it palatable to your ears. How about that? Well, on today's show, guess what? A new podcast is beginning. That's right. You know Helen Berryman, right? She's been on this show before. I think everybody knows Helen Berryman from British Naturism. Naturist Foundation and H&E Magazine over in the UK is where she lives. She's starting a brand new show, Women in Focus, brand new podcast show. Starts next Saturday, December 2nd, and her goal is to publish a new show the first Saturday of each month. And again, the first one next week, first Saturday of December, December 2nd. So we will talk to Helen Berryman in just a moment about this exciting new show. Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait for you to hear it as well, a brand new podcast show. We will also bring in our weekly correspondent on naturism, the terrific Lisa Monroe. You know she's coming, smiling, clothes-free living for all the right reasons, and ready to go. And we'll have part two of my interview with Pastor Jim Moore out of Texas. Nakedandunashamed.org is his website. Does the Bible say we can be naked? Does it say we should be naked? Pastor Jim Moore thinks, yeah, yeah, probably ought to be. So if God says it, we probably ought to do it. How's that for a plan? And again, you're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 22 today. Cannot tell you how much we enjoy having you with us. This is what keeps us connected, this show, and discussing nudism, naturism, close for a living for all the right reasons, hearing your thoughts and your ideas and your concerns. We are in this journey together, so let's keep the conversation going. Now let's get to my interview with the terrific Helen Berryman, all about her brand new podcast, Women in Focus. So let's go over to the UK this morning. We thought we knew everybody in the podcast world. Well, we have somebody new who's just entered the podcast world, and this one's going to take it by storm. A lot of people over the years have come in and then they've wandered out. We've never heard from them again. I have a feeling we're going to hear from this lady for a very long time. She's a big wheel with British naturism, I've been on TV before, lots of podcasts, engages in the written word. We'll talk all about that. But her brand new podcast show, which debuts on Saturday, December 2nd, is called Women in Focus. Let's bring her to the show this morning. New podcast host from the UK, Helen Berryman. Good morning, Helen. How are you today? 
Hi, Frank. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not bad. It just seems like when you are already working 25 hours a day to promote naturism, you thought, hey, you know, I have five more hours a day. I could go up to 30 hours a day. Why don't I start a podcast? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm swapping it for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for a long time, you've done a women in focus series for British naturism, right? In print. Yeah. So it's um, a series that is a catalog or a library of women answering a set of questions that I present to them. And the idea is that ultimately other women will find somebody they can relate to or recognize themselves in. So the podcast is basically an extension of the conversations that we've already had. It's just fleshing it out a bit more and making it come to life and be a bit more real. Okay, so for the written series, you've submitted questions to them and then they answer them as they get a chance to, they send them back and that's what yep. gets printed? Yep, that's exactly right. Um, so I've been working on that probably for about 18 months or two years. Yeah. And so far we've got 24 contributions. Um, so And we've already started recording the podcast, which is very exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. And you're going to do uh, release one roughly, or I, I guess exactly, once a month. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, once a month to start with. Um, as you say, I've um, changed podcasting for sleep. So I think once a month is something I realistically can stick to. Um, if it does get popular, then yeah, maybe we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But yeah, very excited. You better start thinking about crossing that bridge because this is going to take off. People want to hear from you. I could go around forever and talk to women about naturism and I might convince a few, uh, but the women I've convinced, not convinced, but show them the way and they agreed, were women who already knew me very well. They knew I could be trusted. They knew I wouldn't lead them astray. They thought I was nuts for presenting naturism, but they trusted me and they tried it and life was great. Uh, but somebody I don't know, let's say somebody listening to this show, they'll hear me talk about the joys of nature and they'll say, well, you know, it sounds good, but I don't know that Frank guy. However, when they hear it from a woman, a woman has a different view. It just seems to have more meaning to them, doesn't it? Yeah, I think um, when it comes from a female, it kind of validates the normality and the realism. And it's something you can only talk about if you've experienced it. And I'm yet to find a lady that hasn't put their clothes back on. Everyone loves it once they yeah. tried it. Yeah. And you can see for themselves the, the joy and the freedom it brings you from societal standards. I love it. It really does. Not only the physical part, that's the first thing people tune into is the physical part of naturism. Okay, that's fine. But that lasts about a half a second. And then it's the whole emotional piece and uh, the mental piece, everything kind of falls into place at once, doesn't it? Yes. And the sense of camaraderie, I, I feel we all when we're in that same state, everyone's got each other's back. Everyone's helpful to each other. There's no expectations. It's a wonderful environment. And I think that's why so many women particularly are passionate about it. What has been the drawback in your view of women venturing into naturism to begin with? Is it the whole societal thing? Like I've been taught since birth, I need to keep covered up. So to totally change just seems a little bit strange to them. Is that part of it? I think that has a lot to do with it. My case is a case in point, really, where I grew up thinking that naturism or nudity equals sex. So I've had to unlearn all of that. And it wasn't until I actually went to a naturist place on the understanding that I would keep my clothes on. Yeah. We all know that story now that I saw for myself that I was completely wrong about it. 
So a lot for other women, it might be that they don't feel that they have the body for it. Well, let me tell you, you've got a body, therefore you can be an atrist. Yeah. I read something today, somebody had posted on Facebook to all of the people out there who have body issues, your naked body fits you perfectly. Yeah. With um, no clothes on, you don't have muffin tops, you don't have back bulge over your bra. You, your skin just settles into itself and it's the most flattering state you'll find. Yeah. Well, not only do you not have, I think you said bulge over the bra, you don't even have a bra anymore, which is a big deal, isn't it? It is. I, it's a stupid invention. I don't know what that was all about. Mm. <laughs> Horrible things. I guess it kind of sort of to some people makes the breast look better through clothing, but it's highly restrictive. And actually, I've read medical journals where they've said a bra actually uh, defeats the purpose of the breast muscles because they don't operate on their own anymore. They're operating with the bra and you take the bra off after a number of years and you might have some issues, not just physical appearance wise, but other issues could seep in. Whereas if they're allowed to remain free as they were intended to be, very uh, fewer issues, right? Yeah, there's so many women now that don't don't bother wearing the bras because like you say, they one, they're uncomfortable. They have been journaled, like you say, to be problematic. I took my 16 year old for a bra fitting not very long ago and the bra lady told her off for wearing an underwired bra. They're even worse. Oh, wow. Yeah. So get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, it's easy for me to say because I'm not a woman and I never will be. I was born, you know, male. Uh, But if I were a woman, I would be in your shoes. Say, hey, what are we doing this for? Why are we wearing bras? Why are we wearing clothes? It's ridiculous. But there's also a safety feature, right? I mean, we have to be real about this. I can walk outside nude, a lot of men can, and probably nothing untoward will happen. But if a woman does it, sometimes things happen because not all men are wired to leave them alone or treat them with respect. So is that it doesn't mean it will happen, but is that part of the culture too, part of the mentality? I can't take my clothes off because some man might attack me. Yeah, I guess that's particularly true on a nature speech, for example. Uh, men will think you're fair game simply because you're nude. And it's not, you know, nothing's fair game, clothed oh. or not. I had a, a long time ago, I had a staff member, a female staff member, who was maybe 25, 28 years old. I had a male staff member who was probably 55, so big age difference. And she came up to me one day and said, you know, Mr. So-and-so just said I had beautiful legs. And right away, you know, my back got up. I got kind of upset, but I got a hold in check. I was the boss. And I said, well, what do you, how does that make you feel? She goes, I'm actually very upset about it. I said, as you should be. It's very inappropriate. Do you want me to talk to him? She said, no, because then he'll just get mad and maybe say something worse down the road. I said, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> if I get involved, we shut it down. It won't happen again. And that's exactly what happened. But why do you think, and neither one of us, as far as I know, have a doctorate in psychology or psychiatry. Ah, <laughs> oh, we well, <laughs> no, joking. <laughs> we can speculate anyway. Yeah. Why do you think any man ever would think it's okay to go up to one, a woman he doesn't know or even one he does know casually? Hey, baby, you know, nice legs or nice whatever. Where, where, where does that mentality ever come from? Maybe they think women like it. Maybe it's a form of compliment. Uh, but, it, uh, you know, it's objectifying you. It's objectifying, in her case, her legs. 
Like, what's it got to do with you, whether I've got nice legs or not? <laughs> and, and I don't think you'd find many women going up and say, hey, Frank, nice buns. You know, it just it wouldn't work. It doesn't happen. <laughs> you mean they wouldn't say that because they don't want to be rude, not because mine. Oh, never mind. I, don't to... <laughs> I wouldn't know. You're sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but you see that's part of naturism too you and i can laugh and joke back and forth about this very topic because we're so comfortable about it because we're not bogged down with you know three pairs of pants and 65 shirts and a bra in your case we're just living the natural life and enjoying it right yeah in fact so i'm just going to give you an example i've just come back from the hairdressers and my hairdresser knows all about my naturism she finds it fascinating so we were having quite the chat about it today. And she said that she won't get waxed down, you know, down south um, by anybody that she knows because she feels awkward. And I said, well, but that's because you're you're make you're sexualizing your body part. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. And I said, it doesn't bother me because my down south is is just another body part. Yeah, I wouldn't care who sees it because to me it's not a sexual thing it's nothing about that and she went oh yeah um so I gave her one of my business cards <laughs> and so she's gonna have a look at my websites and the, the twitter and everything else and um yeah she's uh, one person that's happy to discuss I mean she's 22 she's got body issues and we've you know it's uh, having a conversation and everybody in the hairdressers was there chatting as well so normalizing naturism wherever I go that is great to hear uh, the women, girls, females, all ages that I've dealt with throughout my life, almost everyone had some level of body issue, even ones that by society standards are, let's just say, drop dead, gorgeous, perfect body, perfect hair. Everything is perfect. They still think they have body issues in their minds. They do have body issues. I, I need to drop a couple of pounds. I need to do this, make this bigger, make that smaller. That seems to be universal, doesn't it? It does. And Although women in naturism promotes body confidence doesn't mean to say that we don't have insecurities. We're just more comfortable without the constraints of clothing. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, the friendlier. I've noticed that from the beginning when I tried social naturism for the first time, naturists in general are much friendlier than people with clothes on. And we could speculate or even define some of the reasons why, but it is true, isn't it? You walk up and down uh, like a naturist resort, for example, all nude people, everybody's happy. Hey, how you doing today? Did you go swimming? Did you take the boat out? Hey, good to see you again. People with clothes on, including bathing suits, they you see they see you coming. They look the other way. God, I hope that guy didn't stop here and talk to me. <laughs> and that's with clothes on, but clothes off, which is, you'd think in your mind it'd be the opposite. But it is true. Naturist people, naked people flat out are just a friendlier bunch, aren't they? Yes, you can't go to a naturist place and be lonely. Yeah. Somebody yeah. will talk to you and yeah. we're all level. We're all the same. We're all equal. Um, we're all got the same sort of vulnerabilities, if you like. Yeah. I said recently, I say it quite a lot, actually, that being in a naturist environment has kind of become my safe place. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm relaxed. I'm not worried about what I look like. Do I look fat? Does my bum look big? None of it. It's all gone. And that's the big point about you doing this. So we're talking to Helen Berryman. She's been doing a series called Women in Focus in writing, but now she's turning that into a podcast. I could say what you just said to one woman or a hundred women, and 
I might not give much of a response. You can say it to one or a hundred and they'll say, you know, Helen might be onto something. I might give it a shot because that is what it comes down to. They need to hear from women who've experienced it and who love every second of it. And as you said, you, you haven't met a woman yet who's tried it and said, no, I don't think so. I'm going to go back to wearing as many clothes as possible. You've never met anybody like that, right? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> Hopefully I won't. But the, the beauty of this series is that we talk to so many different women and each woman has a different route into naturism. And it's really interesting to see what what worked for or what inspired one person is different to, you know, somebody else's. And also culturally, because I've been talking to women from all over the world yeah. Um, to see how it varies from culture to culture. It's just fascinating. And the the only thing I have learned is I might need a bit longer than half an hour because once we start talking, yeah. <laughs> we don't stop. Right. Well, that's what's nice about podcast land. There are no limits. It's not like radio where we have a commercial in 17 minutes and 33 seconds. You can talk for 10 minutes. You can talk for 85 hours and you can get away with it because you can publish whatever you want. So don't feel restricted by the half hour. If somebody has something more they want to say, or if you do, go ahead, go ahead and say it. I don't think anybody will complain to you. No, I don't think so. Um, we're, we're certainly enjoying having the conversation. So hopefully people will enjoy it too. And it, although it is, it's for women by women, we really want men to watch it. Oh, sorry. Listen to it as well, because they'll start to understand what it is actually like for a woman. Yeah, very much so. And they can help the women in their lives get there better by listening to you and your guests. Now, you mentioned you have uh, 24 articles already written, already published. You're starting your first show on Saturday, December 2nd. You'll have one a month. How many shows have you recorded already, just out of curiosity? Three. Okay. So you're good for December, January, and February. The next one you have to work on is for March. You're way ahead of the game, aren't you? trying because yeah. <laughs> we've got Christmas coming and you know things are going to get busy plus we've got articles to write for magazines and meetings to attend and work to go to now and again <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and, and a bit of sleep now and again <laughs> <laughs> a new concept sleep yeah <laughs> we can't forget what you do you're not only talking about it but you live the life as I recall you have three jobs one with British naturism one with naturist foundation one with H&E and you're nude for all three right? Yeah, weather permitting. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you're living the life. You're not just pontificating, hey, you should try this, even though I never have. No, not only have you tried it, but you're living it 25 to 30 hours per day. <laughs> living it and loving it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's always great to talk to you. We've been talking to Helen Berryman today from the UK, a big wheel with British naturism. What is your position with British naturism? It has to do with women in naturism, right? Women in naturism officer, or yeah. why no? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. You know what? It's kind of apt. <laughs> you're not promoting alcoholism. Exactly that. <laughs> and then you work at the uh, Naturist Resort, the Naturist Foundation. You also write articles for H&E Magazine, right? I do. Yeah. yeah, the Naturist Foundation, the season's just stopped now. So winter's going to be really quiet, but that gives me a chance to catch up on other things that we've not had a chance to throughout the summer season. Yeah. And yeah, uh, H&E, I'm committed to writing a monthly article for, and that is not just lady stories, it's men, you know, people's body positivity through naturism or nudity. Okay, well, very good. 
and you have this new show coming out, new podcast show we want everybody to listen to, and I know they will, Helen. You're going to have so many listeners you won't believe it, called <laughs> Women in Focus, brand new show, first Saturday of every month, first one starting Saturday, December 2nd. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. All right. So everybody tune in and listen to Helen Berryman. You've heard her on other shows. You've read her written word. Now you actually get to hear her as a host. And I'm looking forward uh, to it as well. Uh, Helen Berryman again. Women in Focus. Check out her podcast starts Saturday, December 2nd. Helen Berryman, thank you again. And go out there and have a great day. Let's do this again soon. Thanks, Frank. Take care. You bet. Thank you. What a terrific lady from the UK, Helen Berryman, somebody who actually gets it, gets the naturism thing, gets the nudism thing, gets the clothes free living thing for all the right reasons, has fun with it, enjoys it, promotes it, and is a much happier and healthier person because of it. It seems like anything she touches turns to gold, whether she writes, works at a naturist resort, works for British naturism, and now this podcast seems to be no end to what Helen Berryman can do. We want you to check it out. And again, that debuts next Saturday, December the 2nd. Women in Focus. It'll be all over the podcast land. Just type in Women in Focus on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll be able to hear that show, Episode 1. You're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, Episode 22 today. Thank you very much for being with us. I'd like to talk more with you, but as you can tell by the music that is creeping in on us, it's time to bring in our weekly correspondent on naturism, the terrific Lisa Monroe. So let's bring in our weekly correspondent, the terrific Lisa Monroe. Good morning, Lisa. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. I'm doing terrific. And how about you on this gorgeous morning? Not bad. We are both extra clothes-free, whatever yes. that means. I mean, clothes-free <laughs> is clothes-free, but extra clothes-free implies something that really doesn't exist, does it? Exactly, but it feels good. <laughs> right. Feels good to say it. Well, let's get down to business. We have a really short segment today. We wanted to give Helen Berryman time to promote her new podcast show, which we want everybody to listen to, debuting on Saturday, December the 2nd, and then the first Saturday of every month. We wanted to give her a chance to promote that because it's going to be great. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, yeah. I heard the first episode already. I got a sneak peek or a sneak listen. It's really good. She knows good. what she's doing. And it's going to be she does. successful. But we have a list of things today that we found on the old interwebs here. Things to not do while you're naked. We're all about doing things while you're naked, as in everything. But here's a few things you shouldn't do according to this uh, website, which is intended to be humorous, by the way. Uh, first one, you should never be naked when you go to a job interview. I'm guessing, unless it's a nudist resort, you agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. That uh, probably is a deal breaker for most <laughs> companies, especially ones that like those, you know, corporate attire. Yeah. So, you know, with necktie and nothing else is probably not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I remember many times going into interviews, you know, dressed, you know, to the nines and everybody yep. in the meeting was dressed to the nines. Can you imagine suits, business uh, attire for the women? and you walk in naked, it might not work out, just putting it, it out. It might there. not, but it could be creative, you know, That's show right. initiative. They <laughs> might show. take you after all. Here I am. <laughs> That's right. Uh, next one, walking up to a police officer to ask for directions while you're naked. Might might not be advisable. What do you think? Uh, probably not. Now, there might be some locales where that was okay, but I'm not thinking in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, going paintballing? I mean, 
to me, getting shot with a paintball, even with clothes on, hurts like heck, but would you ever do that when you're naked? No, because I, I have actually not played paintball, but I've played laser ball, and laser ball was bad enough and nothing yeah. hit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> Besides, if I want to get all painted up, you know, I get some professional to, to do it, you know, and go parading somewhere, but no, not my That's thing. Right. That's right. Uh, lie down on hot asphalt that would be kind of dumb whether you were closed or not closed so um i think that's a definite no yeah uh do not be naked when you're using a weed whacker i'm i can tell you i don't want to say from experience (laughs) i've never done it while naked i've done it with clothes and i've been hit and it hurts like heck so probably not naked when you're using a weed whacker what do you think I think not because I've done the same thing and no, um, that's a piece of equipment. I don't want anywhere around things that I don't want it to hit. <laughs> uh, the next one, and we've seen evidence of this uh, recently, in fact, on Twitter, do not take photos of reflective items you plan to sell on eBay while you're naked. Oh my gosh. People just don't think they yeah. really don't think. <laughs> Can you see yourself in it? Then you might not want to take that photo. Yeah. Oh. And it's easy to miss. You're taking a picture of uh, something uh, made out of uh, what copper or glass. And exactly. oh, what a nice glass and positioned well, except they can see your naked body in the reflection. Unbeknownst exactly. to you. You're not and not only that, but remember what's behind you could be reflective so I've right. seen a couple of those, too, where people are taking shots and then all of a sudden their little bear behind is in the in the photo. So, yeah, That's you true. just need to kind of look around, do a 360 and make sure that everything is clear. Very wise. Or put on clothes, you know, for that. Well, you can put on clothes. Yeah. Well, you know, that I guess is an alternative. Didn't consider that. Yeah, well, Oops. same. Yeah. <laughs> what about sit on a leather car seat in the middle of the summer? Probably not a good idea to do naked. Oh, that hurts just to think about it. No, 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 no. That's right. Uh, The next one, any carpentry work at all. Don't be naked when you do that. What do you think? I'm thinking a hammer is not a good thing to be wielding when when things are happening. Or nails, screwdrivers, or pliers, or anything else. Just uh, throw something on there. Uh, they have one on here that I disagree with. Uh, never be naked when you make snow angels. I disagree with that. I used oh. to do that as a kid. I loved it. What about you? Well, I've never actually made snow angels because, you know, I hate the cold. So, But I have run outside in, in the snow and, and you know, thrown off the coat and been naked. So that would be fun. So I think it might be fun to do. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, the next one, uh, don't be naked when you fry bacon. Well, that's just common sense. Right. You know, frying bacon with clothes on is, you know, standing with the longest pair of tongs you have as far away from the skeleton <laughs> as you can get. Been there, done that too many times. So yep. uh, they recommend not being naked when you play with cats. Now, I know you're a cat person. Yep. Probably good advice in general. Uh, well, you know what? The cats can find any piece of skin that is bare and, and go for it. So, um, but yes, to protect certain areas, I would... Say put a robe on at least if you're going to be around a cat. Uh, The last two I disagree with. Let's see what you think. Uh, Don't be naked when you play leapfrog with another person. And don't be naked when you play the game Twister. Oh, I disagree. I think the more naked, the better. What do you think? That's just ridiculous. Yes. Leapfrog (laughs) would be. Oh, Uh, (laughs) Twister. Yes. (laughs) I played Twister, but leapfrog. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) I like that idea. You've played Naked Twister? 
little kind of semi-naked twister, I guess, bathing suit kind of twister. So mm-hmm. it is kind of fun because it gets slippery or when you, yeah. you know, so it's that's a lot more fun. Yeah, I was actually supposed to attend a party, I don't know, 10 years ago, and they were going to play Naked Twister. I thought, ah. okay, let's do it. I didn't make it. Something came up and I couldn't go. But Shame on you. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days we'll do it. Lisa, we have to run today. We have, uh, you know, we wanted to make room for Helen up front. And of course, our next interview coming up in a moment. But our weekly correspondent, the terrific Lisa Monroe, stay close free, stay smiling. We'll see you next time. Okay, Frank, you take care and we'll be back. All right. Thank you. The terrific Lisa Monroe, always a bright spot in the show. Just enjoy having her here and smiling and laughing. And I was thinking this morning, have I ever seen Lisa Monroe in a bad mood? No, I don't think I have. Has she ever gotten mad at me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Usually when she sends me a text and I don't respond for six or seven hours, hey, Frank, where are you? What's going on? Uh, Not truly mad, though. Just, hey, I like to get a response from you. But otherwise, always smiling. Always laughing. Works really hard, too. I don't want to give the wrong impression. She's a terrific writer, and you'll be hearing more about her as uh, time unfolds. But we thank Lisa Monroe for all of her time on today's show, as well as all of the other shows. You're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist today, episode 22, a brand new show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. If you're here at that time, then you're listening with us. Close free living, close free listening, can't go wrong with either one. You're listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 22 today. Thank you very much for being with us. And now let's get to part two, my interview with Pastor Jim Moore out of Texas. All about the Bible and being naked, being nude, being close free. Does the Bible allow it? Does the Bible encourage it? Were biblical characters nude while they were preaching? Well... Let's find out a little more. Pastor Jim Moore. We are talking to Jim this morning. He's uh, been involved in being a pastor, a Bible teacher, God, Jesus Christ, all of those words we like to use freely. We'll use those words fairly liberally around here. But uh, Jim, the question is, uh, before we get into some other aspects of this, how do we convince somebody of that? (laughs) People are thinking, if I take my clothes off, it's all about sex. And you're saying, get your clothes off, and there's, it's not about sex at all. How do we get to that point in convincing people? Well, first of all, I think you, you need to start with an attitude that the Bible is the Word of God. It is the objective authority in my life. And if God is for it, I am for it. And if God is against it, I'm against it. From a Christian perspective, that seems fairly basic, right? You, you should be able to convince a Christian that, look, do you accept the Bible as the guidebook, right? Is it the instruction manual? And if it is, and we find out what it says, are you willing to accept what it says then for yourself? Or are you going to stick with uh, religious dogma and, and opinion over the Word of God? But but then, you know, do your research. Uh, it, this is not going to be an easy thing. You need to figure out what the Bible does actually say. So do the study. Find out what God says on the subject, um, and then find a safe place to practice. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I guess first of all, the, the if, if I could back up, the, the we shouldn't be convincing people, right? It's like witnessing to people for Christ. We're looking for open hearts and open minds. Um, my father used to have a phrase: "The mind convinced against its will is of the same opinion still." <laughs> That's, and, true. Um, That's true. Yeah. So we're, we, you know, maybe answering questions or telling the truth from God's word or explaining the the truth of of body and and what God really thinks of it. But but first and foremost is a a belief and explain that the Bible is the word of God. And I, as a Christian default to what the Bible says, not to what my pastor says or professor says or Sunday school teacher says, but what the Bible says. And frankly, my advice is know it for yourself, study it, but, but then, you know, go through, do your homework because the more that you read through the Bible and understand what it says about the body, the more convinced you're going to be right. The more you get your head, right. Your renewed mind, right. But then have a safe place to practice. Yeah. You know, obviously start at home, yeah. be naked at home mm-hmm. often. Yeah. And and then, you know, our, so it was funny because in our experience, right, after doing this Bible study, finding out what God really said on the body, we went back the following Friday and met with the couple that asked me to talk their family out of being nudists. Mm-hmm. So after our business meeting, we sit down at the kitchen table, we're drinking coffee and and um, she says, I, 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 we've been talking about it all week. We're so curious what you found. And are, are we ready to go talk to my family? And I said, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. You, you might want to sit down. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I said, he, I, and I brought a stack of, of printouts of all of the verses in context that talk about the naked body uh, of, of the commonplace of nudity in, in Scripture. And uh, so we went through them one by one. We spent a couple hours with them that evening, just visiting and talking about it. And she says, well, shoot, this doesn't help at all. <laughs> and I said, well, but hold on a second. And I explained what my wife had said that, you know, if God is for it, we're for it. If God is against it, we're against it. So I said, she says, well, what are you saying? I said, well, what I'm saying is if you believe the Bible and if you're a Christian, join them. And she was aghast. Oh, really? So on our way home that night, my wife says, if we're going to practice what we preach, are are we going to join them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, good question. I said, well, I hadn't thought about it. So, you know, it's funny. We we got home. We had a little meeting. Our our daughter was close to her teen years. Our son, I think, was around 10 years old. And we said, look, here, here's the new rule. There are no rules. You can wear what you want to around the house. You, a, a lot or a little, it'll be up to you. Mm-hmm. We're, this is what we found from the Bible. This is all the verses in it. And you, you, whatever makes you comfortable. We're not going to have a rule you have to be naked. You're not, not going to have a rule you have to be clothed. Just whatever right. makes you comfortable. Right. That'll be this house. And my son says, well, I'm naked all the time in my room now anyway. Anybody comes up, that's their problem, not mine. And I'm <laughs> like, and we had easy. a hot tub out on the back deck, and it was, uh, yeah. you know, looking out over some property. And so nobody, why wear a shame suit in a hot tub on your back deck when you yeah. don't have to get out all feeling wet and sticky and yucky? So that's kind of where it started. Start at home. Yeah. Yeah. Practice the Bible at home where it's comfortable. But we had been hosting couples retreats every other year in the Outer Banks of North Carolina for years. 
and team trips every other year at the Outer Banks, South Carolina. Well, we had a, a couple's retreat coming up, marriage retreat, and we were going to drive within 1.6 miles of Whitetail Resort in Ivor, Virginia, on the way down there. Mm-hmm. And so we said, well, let's stop in and see what all this is about. Let's see if practicality meets Bible. Let's see if they coexist. Mm-hmm. Well, by the way, they always do because the Bible's always right. Yeah. That's right. But it's one of those things where, so we stopped at Whitetail Resort on our way down to the, the marriage retreat. It, it, uncomfortable, right? Because they're at the office and you've got to go check in and pay your day visit fee and so we're like, okay, so we paid our day visit fee and we went, drove over in front of their, their beautiful facilities, indoor pool and hot tub and a game room, just a, a great facility at Whitetail and Ivor. So we park in front of the building that houses the indoor pool and the game room. And we sat there for about 10 minutes. Neither one of us could get out. And then we drove away. Oh, wow. Okay. So we paid for the stupid visit. <laughs> we sat in front of the building we chickened out and we drove away. Well, and you know, it's like, oh, so stupid. What is wrong with me? Yeah. So we decided at the retreat that on the way back, we'd get an overnight room at Whitetail and, and we'd, we'd check it out, right? So right. a week later, we're back at Whitetail again and uh, we paid our visit and we paid for our room. We, we unpacked, we got undressed in our room and we're kind of like, you know, looking out the door. You know, they, they've got this glass <laughs> storm door on the room, so... We're looking out, and um, we, we finally decided, okay, we'll venture out onto the deck. So here we are. We're standing on the deck outside our room. We're outside in the sunshine, naked, uh, in public. And it was like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> we look over, and there is an older couple, and they're, they're walking their dog, you know, around the property, naked and unashamed. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. There's a guy on a lawnmower and he's mowing the, the grass on the property. There's a lady over to our right. She's gardening behind her, her house and in the naked and unashamed condition she's in. There's a couple teenagers over at the basketball court and they're playing basketball. And suddenly we look at each other and we went, oh my word. Yeah. This is so normal. Yeah. Right. Everyone's just doing normal everyday activities. But now, we, Frank, we made the smart decision to pick a good resort, right? A family-friendly and a resort where we knew there would not be any misbehavior. It's not a lifestyle club. Good place to be. Yeah. So we walk over to the pool. And we go in, and we, we just have this wonderful weekend. Uh, we, we met. It's so funny because we started visiting with this couple. And uh, I said, uh, what, what do you do for a living? Their kids are playing in the pool, and, and Kim's talking to his wife. I'm talking to him. He goes, well, I'm a Baptist preacher. <laughs> All right. Frank, um, I, I'm yeah. a Baptist preacher, right? So yeah. my mouth falls open. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. He goes, no, why? I said, well, I'm a Baptist preacher. Yeah. And uh, so it's funny. We, we're still friends today, dear friends, um, with this couple today. Yeah. And that was a good 20-plus years ago. Wow. And uh, so then we go over, you know, the next day we, we visited all night in our room. It's like, we cannot believe that, you know, that it's just normal. This is as we were intended to be. This is yeah. as God, this is how God wanted us to be. Yeah. The air felt right. The sun felt right. The, the conditions felt right. Everything about it felt 
as God intended life to be spent. Your skin is the largest organ on your body, and it was made to absorb sunlight and convert it into vitamin D. That's it. It was made to feel water and air on it. It's designed for that. Yeah. So anyway, the next day we go over the pool and we're visiting with a a full family, right? Multiple kids and mom and dad. I think even grandpa and grandma and the dog. Everybody was at (laughs) Whitetail Resort from the family that day. And uh, so I said, what do you do for a living? He goes, well, I'm a preacher. (laughs) Two days in a row, Frank. Two days in a row. On our first visit, we ran into folks of like mind, Christian folks that were that were there with their families and fellow in, in ministry workers, and we were just blown away. Yeah, It was one of the best weekends we had ever had that met the absolute nicest people. What we found is that scripture and practicality meshed perfectly, yeah. that God was right, and, and that the church is wrong, that yeah. the church bought into Satan's lie but that we trusted God and his word. And we have never looked back. Yeah. Been the best experience of our life to live naked and unashamed as God intended from the beginning. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I want to talk a little bit about uh, children and nudity because it's uh, prevalent on your website. You have a couple of lines I want to draw uh, attention to. The first one, it starts right off. Children are natural naturists, which is true. Kids love to run around naked, don't they? One, yes, two, they three do. years old. Yep. And at some point, somebody says, an aunt or an uncle or a mom or dad, hey, 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 get some pants on. And then it's right. a downhill from there. So we kind of destroy the natural instinct, don't we? Well, we, we create a pornified view of the body. Yeah. By telling children that they must cover those parts, we teach them that those parts are somehow dirty, shameful, and wrong. Yeah. And you won't find that anywhere in Scripture. So where did you get it? You didn't get it from God. Right. So you had to, in, in fact, the, the Bible in the New Testament says there are no less comely parts, period. No less beautiful parts of the body. That The body has its one body, but many members, and that there are no members of that body that are less beautiful. That's God's yeah. word on it. That's, that's right, yeah. And so, you know, when we teach a child that their body is shameful or dirty or or wrong in some way, first of all, we create an instant curiosity for what is not allowed. Yeah. So we're now drawing attention to that. And, And second, but more importantly, we've taught them the opposite view of God's word about themselves, about the body. We're now creating body image problems that are going to be passed on for generation to generation. Very true. And the, the other line, a couple of lines here I wanted to mention, I'll just read it from your website, which is nakedandunashamed.org. Imagine with me for a moment a child who has grown up in a naturist home where nudity was commonplace and completely non-sexual. Can you see how that child would grow up completely unimpressed with pornography? And that's basically the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, this was borrowed from a book called Nakedness. Um, I I believe uh, it's linked on our website on the resources page, Nakedness in the Bible. Um, Another fantastic book on the subject is Aaron Frost's book, um, Christian Body. Uh, And again, these are all resources. If somebody's thinking, well, you know, I'll go to your website and I'll see what the Bible says. It we have links to so many resources. In case you're wondering, you know, is this just Jim? 
it, you know, is Jim more crazy? It, it, is this, uh, is he some sort of insane, wacko, perverted preacher? Right. The the amount of resources available today to someone studying the subject is amazing. Yeah. Um, 25 years ago, when we were looking at it, we had the Bible. We, I mean, that's all we had, which, by the way, is more than enough. Yeah. But that's all we had on the subject. Today, there are so many resources available that you don't have to take my word for it. Go do your own research. You yeah. will come if if you come with a heart to accept what the Bible says, I think you'll come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Because we went looking to talk someone out of this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We found the opposite to be true. Yeah. I heard uh, there was a doctor some years ago. I, I, I knew her reasonably well. She was not my doctor, but she was talking in a group, and she was explaining something. It's too long of a story to get into. It's not related to naturism, but just about medicine. And people are asking questions, kind of doubting her. And she said, listen, if you believe this and you believe that, then I really can help you because I'm here to give you the truth and I've given you the truth. You don't have to believe it, but I would recommend, and then kind of like you did about naturism and God's word, go read these resources, go study them and come back if you want to have a conversation. But if you believe this other stuff, I can't help you. Yeah. And that's basically yeah. what you're saying, isn't it? You can't just get up there and pontificate and people say, oh, okay, I'll whip my clothes off now because Jim said so. They have to believe it themselves, correct? Well, and I will tell you, so we've put together an articles page on the website with, with I don't know, probably 200 articles on it um, covering a vast range of subjects and, and thought processes behind it. <clears throat> but one of them is called an open letter to the pastor. And um, one of uh, my dearest friends and a former deacon of mine, Tom, is the guy that writes the majority of our articles, and then I edit them and, and publish them. Mm-hmm. He had the experience of this. This website started out as a booklet form before it became a website. Okay. He had been he had multiple copies of it because I I ran it. He's the smartest guy I know on Bible doctrine, and I said I want you to take a look at this booklet. Um, it's by a guy named uh, Adam Novus, which means new Adam. Uh, that was my uh, non de plume when I first wrote the booklet. I didn't want my name on it. And now it's like, no, I'm not ashamed of the of the word of God or the body. You, you, we are Jim and Kim Moore and we are proud naturists. So, we, you know, it's one of those we're not we're not hiding in the closet. Yeah. But I gave it to him and I said, I want you to see if you can find doctrinal error in this Bible study. It's a Bible study on the body. I want you to see if you can find some error in it. Find doctrinal error. So, again, dear friend comes back the next day and he says, well, first of all, I know who Adam Novus is. It's you. Nice try. (laughs) And then he says, I said, so did you find any error? Is this wrong? He says, well, the only thing I'm going to say is that you missed a few. I said, what do you mean I missed a few? He says, you missed a few instances in the Bible that talk about the commonplace of nakedness without any shame. Wow. I said, oh, I did. And he said, yeah, this instance and this instance and this instance. Yeah. So we added them to the website because wow. I missed a few. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, like- um, but he gave this little booklet to this pastor in New Mexico. And, and he says the same thing I did. He said, I would like you to find doctrinal error in this. He says, my goal is to prove this wrong. Find some and let me know what you think. Yeah. So it took him three months, and then he sends Tom an email. 
And the, the contents of his email are on this article called An Open Letter to the Pastor and Tom's response because he did not use scripture yeah. at all. Yeah. He tried to use guilt and shame. Oh, wow. And Tom just tears him apart with the Bible. And it, we, he never, we, we, he didn't send the response back to the pastor because cast not thy pearls before swine. If someone's not looking, don't force them. You can't force somebody to think a certain way. Right. But if someone is searching for the truth, present the truth, right? Yeah. And so Tom presented the truth as an open letter to the public rather than to the pastor. So you can see the the biblical response to his non-biblical response. Yeah, no, that's very well said. Yeah. If, if you had to guess... And I, this is just a guess. There's no way to know this for sure. The percentage of pastors, and let's just take the United States only, the percentage of pastors who agree with you have read the Word of God and understand that naturism is totally normal and it is God's way, what would that percentage be? I'm guessing um, very small, but... Yeah, I would say less than a, less than a single percent. Wow. But I also would say that the, the majority of them aren't willing to look at the Bible on the subject. Okay. And now we it's funny because you know we have surrounded ourselves with with pastors and ministers and and Christian workers now that are that, that make up the majority of our circle in Christian naturism. Mm-hmm. Um and those pastors almost to a person have said, Well, we became naturists because we were asked to talk someone out of being new. Yeah, isn't that great? And and, and they went to the Bible to find the truth rather than going to the Bible looking to prove their own truth. Yeah. And when they do that, when you look at Scripture with an open heart and an open mind, finding God's truth on it, it's really easy to recognize. Yeah, and that happens so much in life, not just about naturism, um, every topic in the sun. Okay, I'll look it up in the Bible and I'll prove it, and then oops, <laughs> the opposite <laughs> <Absolutely>. is true. <laughs> You're so right. That happens more times than we'd like to admit. Yeah. You also mentioned on your site that a lot of people believe uh, a man should only be naked in front of his wife, a wife, a woman should only be naked in front of her husband. But then you thought back to your school days when you were in school, you had to get naked and shower in front of everybody who also mm-hmm. was naked. So even early on, we're getting mixed messages, aren't we? Oh, uh, the mixed messages. Now, and, and I come from, a, you know, I'm a PK, I'm a pastor's kid, right? And yeah. grew up in the church, got saved at an, a very early age, baptized. You know, I, I'm one of those guys that grew up within the confines of of the church, the, the, yeah. the independent fundamental Baptist church. Okay. And even my information was conflicting, right? Is that yeah. the, the body is good. My, you know, my father uh, hosted couples retreats, marriage retreats, and he taught husbands and wives to be naked often at home with the lights on so that the, the, the body would, you know, and in, in fact, one of his phrases was, let me be your mirror, right? Don't you trust your mirror? You trust me. Don't let your mirror dictate your body image. You yeah. trust my view of you to dictate yeah. your body image. So I had some some really good teaching, right? Be naked at home often. His phrase was, if there was more naked in the Christian home, there'd be less naked on the Christian computer. Yeah, that was yeah, my dad's yeah. phrase. Yeah. And at the same time, when he found out, well, my mom and dad found out that we were naturists, that we lived a biblical naturist lifestyle, he said, I couldn't be more ashamed of you. Yeah. And, and so there's this confliction, right, is that, we, I went to a Christian school and we showered in the, in the locker room with just one big shower room with a bunch of shower heads on the wall. And 
No big deal, right? I went to a Christian college. Went, I went to the number one preacher school in the nation at the time, went to Hiles Anderson College. And there was nudity in the locker room at Hiles Anderson College like there wasn't any other college. And any yeah. other, the, the information was conflicting. You could go to a doctor and take your clothes off. That was acceptable because it was a doctor. But, you know, and your mother and your father could see you naked and you could see your mother and father naked and your nurse could see you naked. I've even added, you know, your TSA agent can see you naked now when you go through the airport. (laughs) Everybody can see you naked, but nobody should see you naked. Right, exactly. And it's like, well, okay, who determines what is right and wrong about that? Yeah. How about we let God determine what is right and wrong about that? Yeah, very well said. It's been great to talk to you today. We've been talking to Jim, a longtime uh, pastor, evangelical work in the ministry. Uh, We'll say the words again, God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Bible. And it all comes down to that, doesn't it, Jim? A lot of people think your clothes are off, you are sinning, get some clothes on, and you've been able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, God's Word said, that's wrong, isn't it? Well, even Jesus himself disrobed um, at at the Last Supper to wash the apostles' feet. You know, the, it, and it was a symbol of humility. He, he was teaching the disciples, look, you know, you want to be in charge of everything. Well, if you want to be a leader, be a servant, right? Serve. Yeah, yeah. And right. the lowest form of servant in the house was the one that washed the feet, right? It was a dirty job. Nobody wants to wash feet. Right. So Jesus himself disrobes because, again, a symbol of humility, right? I am not placing myself above you. I, I'm disrobing to prove my humility. I'm washing your feet. If you want to really be a leader, then serve and and humble yourself. So Jesus himself, you know, everybody wants to ask, well, what would Jesus do? You know, you wear the bracelets, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus disrobed in the presence of the apostles, washed (laughs) their feet. And they say, well, he girded a towel about himself. If you know anything about foot washing, you know that he was using the towel to dry the feet. He did not cover his privates with that towel. He had them low enough to dry their feet with that towel. Yeah. That's what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. And so, you know, what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus, he created the body in his image. He walked right. with it. He talked with it. What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus, <laughs> yes, he wore clothes. And yes, he was naked. Yes. Both. That's right. He was in the garden after the resurrection. He left his burial clothes in the tomb. Right. He's visiting with Mary Magdalene in the garden, naked. Why? Because she assumed he was the gardener doing his work naked. That's right. That's exactly Because that's right. how the gardener did his work. That's right. Jesus taught, if you have two sets of clothes, sell one and buy a sword. Because you're right. going to need to be able to defend yourself in the coming days. Yeah. Which meant that most of them only had one set of clothes. That's right. You didn't wear it to go fishing. You didn't wear it to work in the field. You preserved that one item of clothing, which would have been very expensive and very valuable. Why do you think the first thing that a conquering army did was take your clothes? Well, it's to shame you. And because it's valuable. If you can sell your clothes and and get enough money to buy a military weapon, your clothes were expensive. So... At any rate, it's it's pretty fun, but yeah, the the mixed message is it's it's sad. Yep, but you've uh, you've done a very good job clarifying that for all, and they have places to go now. Starting with your website, of course, the Bible too, and maybe the Bible more so. But your website guides them as to which scriptures to go to, at least for starters. 
And uh, Jim, before I let you go, uh, tell us your website again and how people can find it. It is www.nakedandunashamed.org. Okay. Um, and, and I'm going to recommend one other just so that you know, you know, what kind of folks we are. We're evangelical. We, we believe in witnessing for the lost and, and ex- explaining salvation. So a, another fantastic website to use is www.preciousseed.com. Preciousseed.com will give you the plainest explanation of the gospel message that you'll find anywhere. It's also linked from our resources page. But um, I will tell you, the contact us page has ways to get a hold of us. If, if you have yeah. questions, if you need additional information, if you just want to run something by us, we're, we're glad to help. We believe that this is part of serving the Lord. Getting a right mindset, you know, cures the porn addiction. It, it helps with body image. It heals families and marriages. Um, it's amazing just how much Satan fights against the proper biblical view of the body, which tells me how important it is to God. Yeah. If Satan wasn't fighting this so big and so hard, it, was, it wouldn't be important, but it is. Yeah, yeah, very well said. And on your contact us page, you have your email address. Is that still good? Naked and unashamed at yahoo.com? Yes, sir. All right, so people can write to you if they have questions or they think they might have some answers, run something by you. You're willing to accept emails and take it from there. We love getting feedback from anybody going through the website. Let us know what you think. Even even negative feedback will turn you into an article in the future. <laughs> Way to go. It's been great to talk to you. We've been talking to Jim from Texas all about his website and what he found in the Word of God that, you know, naturism is actually acceptable, and that's how he made us. You can find him at nakedandunashamed.org. And Jim, thank you very much today, sir. And go out there and have a great day. Let's talk again soon. Thank you. God bless you, Frank. It was a pleasure. You too. Thank you. The terrific pastor, Pastor Jim Moore out of Texas. Check out their website, nakedandunashamed.org. And you can even write to them. They'll get back to you. But all about biblical principles surrounding naturism. What could be better than that? If God says it's okay, that probably means that it's okay. So we have the authority, we have the permission from our Almighty Father in Heaven to be nude. And again, clothes free for all the right reasons. Don't do anything nefarious, but we don't. Naturists don't do that. They just enjoy being nude, being with other people in social nude situations, and enjoying the clothes-free life. So what's going on with you today? What will you be doing? Can you enjoy clothes-free living today, inside, outside, resort, beach? We'd like to hear your stories. You can hit us up on Twitter or send an email. What are you doing today to enjoy the clothes-free life? And again, you've been listening to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 22 today. Really enjoy this time together. Cannot say it enough. Cannot proclaim it enough. It's just great to be with you sharing the clothes-free life for all of the right reasons. We look forward to spending time with you on this show and connecting nudism, naked, naturism, clothes-free living for all of the right reasons. You've come to the right place, and we certainly enjoy all of the time that we spend together here on the show. Don't forget to send us a direct message or an email or hit us up on Spotify or our website. Well, thank you for being with us on Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, episode 22 today. We give you a brand new show every Saturday morning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Continue to join us. Check us out on our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com, Spotify, Google, Amazon slash Audible, Apple Podcasts, 
And also on Twitter. You can write us anywhere, anytime, anyplace. And uh, we thank you for being with us uh, today. Plan to join us for every single one of our shows here and have your clothes off when you're listening. We have our clothes off when we're broadcasting, enjoying the naturist life. We celebrate clothes-free living for all. Remember to enjoy being naked and join us again for Naked Nudist and Naturist. We drop a brand new show every Saturday morning, so come back and join us. Have your clothes off when you do for Naked Nudist and Naturist. Have a great clothes-free day. Clothes-free.